Hey, my name's Alex, and welcome to Alex Listens. This is the place where I talk about things like philosophy and politics and economics and I don't know, anything really at this point. Um, so some brief things before I begin. This is on YouTube. You might be watching this on YouTube, but it's also on every respectable podcast platform. And when I say this, I mean Alex Listens, the whole thing. Um, sometimes they're videos, sometimes they're podcasts. Most of the time, they're both. Um, okay, one other thing before I begin. If you're enjoying Alex Listens, you should and can and could support it. And you can do so in a number of ways. Um, there's a thing called Patreon. It's a very easy to use platform. You just go on, subscribe to me, to my stuff. And then, I don't know, it's kind of like a subscription service thing, like Netflix or whatever. But, you know, the reason why I say I encourage people to support not just me, but, you know, the creators that they enjoy is because um, many creators don't want to turn to ads and I don't want to peddle bullshit ads to afford making this podcast. So, you know, that's the trade-off. But also there needs to be a pretty radical cultural change in patronage and how we think about supporting creators and creative people. Yeah. Um, second of all, you know, you can support the podcast in other ways. You can tell your friends, you can contact me and let me know what you think. Let me know what you'd like me to change. Um, and you can email me on my website, www.alex.co, or you can message me on Instagram at Alex listens. Um, Alex, A-L-E-K-S, obviously. I'm making moves. Okay, so today, what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the death or the assassination attempt on the humanities in the West, but specifically in Australia. Because a few days ago, the federal education minister, Dan Tian, announced that there was going to be a significant increase in the fees of humanities degrees and a relatively significant decrease in the fees of science, tech, engineering, maths stuff. Um, So medicine... I think medicine's mostly unchanged, but you know, nursing, that kind of stuff, health sciences have gone down in price and law, economics, all the humanities. English hasn't though, so it's unclear whether they mean English literature or whether they don't know that English at universities, at most universities, means English like uh, English literature. Although languages have been the price of languages has severely gone down as well, which is great because people should learn languages. Um, And so there are a number of questions that follow from this. Um, I guess I should uh, iterate my structure for the day, for for the episode. So I guess, first of all, I've already kind of uh, given my reasons for talking about this because there are rhythmical attacks on university funding and on the humanities. Um, 
by conservative governments across the world. And in 2014, there was an attempt in Australia to decrease, to increase the amount that students had to pay. So I think at the moment it's roughly 60-40. So the government pays 60%, the student pays 40%. But in Australia, we have this great, uh, great enough system, great compared to other Western countries like America and the UK, where you get hit in the face with a big debt. I think it's about 10,000 pounds a year to study, which is about you know 20,000 Australian dollars. And you have to repay that very quickly. And they hound you and they hassle you. But in Australia, you only begin repaying that once you start earning over a certain amount. Um, which, you know, whoa. Um, which is nothing on um, a free education system such as those in Scandinavian countries. Um, and pretty much like that in Germany, um, I think you pay 500 pounds and that gives you oh, 500 euros and that gives you, you know, public transport access as well for the year. Um, plus all of your tuition fees. So yeah, um, it's, uh, it's okay in Australia, but with these new proposals, if they make it through the Senate, which they haven't yet, um, it's going to be pretty bad. So it's going to cost, I don't know, 50,000 Australian dollars. How much is it now for an undergrad? Maybe 7,000 a year. So 20, about 20 grand for a three-year undergrad. And then for a three, yeah, for most undergrads, I think arts is about 6,000. Maybe science is a tiny bit less. Although it's interesting that arts, an arts degree, a humanities degree is so expensive because Really, the only expensive things in a humanities degrees are the professors that you have to employ. The books, you can get them online via a subscription service, whatever. And then you don't need any labs or anything. You just need people's brains. Um, and I guess professors cost a lot. Um, I don't know, they earn, they earn a lot of money in Australia. hundred and something thousand dollars, some of them. Um, yeah. Okay. So, the, yeah, that was the first thing I wanted to talk about. So, what happened? And I guess I've told you what hap- what's happened. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about was why the humanity is valuable. And the third thing I wanted to talk about is what you can do. Um, so, I guess one thing, one thing that is uh, a bit, f- one thing that I'm a bit frustrated about is my inability to access different audiences. So it seems like most of my listeners are people like me. So early twenties, left-leaning arts students from all across the world. And that's great because those are my people, left-leaning young arts students. Um, I study a bachelor of arts, majoring in philosophy, just about to finish, got one subject left. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Um, But previously, I have studied, uh, I did two and a half years of a double degree in Australia. This is kind of foreign to many people, but in Australia, you can study two undergraduate degrees concurrently. So I was doing a Bachelor of Laws, Bachelor of Law, uh, law degree, and um, a biomedical science degree. 
And biomedical science is probably one of the least useful degrees ever, unless you want to do research or medicine. And even then, um, for medicine, a lot of the time in Australia, you just need a, an undergrad degree to get in. Um, I think as of 2022, there won't be a single university in the country which has any prerequisite subjects. So that means that you can do journalism, an undergrad in journalism, and then do med, uh, a medical degree in your postcard. So anyway, the point there is that I have, I've kind of done some sciencey stuff, and I've also done some humanities stuff, law and philosophy, and anthropology and sociology and politics and language. Um, yeah, so. I mean, really, the case for why humanities are valuable doesn't need to be made. shouldn't have to be made because our society rests on the humanities. Um, and it's very interesting that, that the body that made this decision, that wants to push it through the Senate, is a body that is a humanities-oriented body. It's a political body. Um, It's an arm of the government. Um, And the government is regulated by law and politics and ethics and um, social sciences and anthropology and all of these things, all of these humanities disciplines. And many of Australia's former prime ministers have done humanities degrees. Julia Gillard, Australia's first female prime minister, um, did a law degree. Um, and yeah, amazingly, Tony Abbott, um, a less, a much less uh, inspiring figure, um, who was our prime minister until relatively recently, um, he was a Rhodes Scholar which is one of the most prestigious scholarships in the world, which takes you to Oxford. And so was Malcolm Turnbull, our prime minister before the current one. And our current prime minister doesn't have a... Maybe he does have a humanities background. I think... um, Yeah, Scott Morrison. I think he has a media and communications background, but I'm not sure. Maybe advertising, something, you know... Um, nefarious like that. Um, no, no, that's not fair. Um, so yeah, I mean, really the case for the humanities is, is if you're, if you're going to say that there is no value, um, in studying the humanities, then you're an idiot. Um, you're an idiot and you don't know anything really about the world. Um, or, you're pushing a you're pushing a an exclusive and um and aggressive policy aimed at um stifling critical and creative thinking and one of the books you'll see behind me if you're watching is this 1984 by George Orwell and one of the main themes in this book is the suffocation of creative thought by moderating and 
configuring and manipulating the information available to people. So, for example, in this book in 1984, um, the party, so they called the party, writes its own history, which, you know, ostensibly is what's happened in what is what what's happening now. You know, we're only taught a very narrow history at high school and primary school. Um, we learn about Europe and we learn about Europe as this all-powerful entity, but we don't learn about anything else. Um, in Australia, we learn very little about First Nations people. We learn very little about the Arab world. We learn very little about Asia. Um, we learn we learn very little about Africa or South America. We learn about the powerful colonies, France, the powerful colonizers, France, England. Um, I don't even remember what else we learned, but um, yeah, when when you when you demarcate the boundaries of what's available for someone, their engagement with the world. Okay, let me rephrase that. Our engagement with the world is contingent on our ability to understand it. And our ability to understand it is shaped by the education we have. And if the education we have tells us a particular thing or a particular set of things about the world, we're probably going to have a hard time letting go of that. Um, Unless we're shown another path. And the humanities isn't, it doesn't guarantee that you will find another path. But what it will guarantee is an avenue for you to think about the world around you and try and make up your own mind and your own theories by reading other people's theories and by learning about what other people have thought and said about the world. And in 1984, the party who have absolute control over the information that's circulating don't want any resistance to their agenda. And one way of doing that is by eliminating the humanities, one of the disciplines responsible for critical engagement with the world. And, you know, this is a very um, critical engagement is a very white Western, um, you know, post-enlightenment way of thinking. Um, Criticize everything, you know, be free, think, think before you act. Um, But, you know, there is, there can't, we don't we can't have a society we can't live in a world where the reason why people don't engage with the humanities is because it costs too much um and we can't live in a world where the government is sending a message the government is signaling that if you study the humanities you are wasting your time and your potential and really that time and potential should be directed towards science tech engineering maths um, and while it's true that you're probably more likely to get what, you know, 
While it might be true that you are more likely to get a job if you study something in science, tech, engineering, maths. For example, with a philosophy major, um, you know, maybe you can apply for some corporate jobs. Maybe they want people who think critically um, or who, who have had, who have spent some time thinking critically. Um, but I guess your options are limited. Whereas if you study IT or information systems or something like that, you know, there's a tech boom and it's been going on for a long time and people want people who know how to do tech stuff. And so the government, the government's, the government's reasons, um, for increasing the prices of humanities degrees are okay sounding, okay sounding. So they say, um, we're increasing. So they say there's a recession. So we want people to have jobs. So you shouldn't go and study the humanities because the humanities isn't going to immediately get you a job. If you've listened to any of this podcast or if you've watched any of my videos previously, um, you should have a pretty good grasp of my answer of what I would say to that. And I would say that's fucking, I'd say, okay, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, it's important to, obviously it's, it's, extremely important to be financially secure and stable and not be at risk of, um, you know, suffering that could be prevented by having access to money. But another book behind me. Oh, okay. It's not there, but a, um, a set of an essay that I did a few videos on called in praise of idleness by Bertrand Russell argues for a way of thinking about society where (laughs) idleness is protected and idleness has bad connotations, you know, stagnation, wasting time, being distracted. But, you know, these are only things that we are taught when the, when what is normal is to adhere to you know, the basic tenets of neoliberalism, of hyperproductivity and that kind of stuff. So really, I think what Bertrand Russell is saying is that we need to, it's a, it's an existential claim. So we should, we should develop a society which fosters individual, which fosters and protects Freedom at the level of the individual to the extent that the individual can choose what they do with their time without forever being guided by money or without being forever dependent on money. And the message that the government is saying, the message that the government is providing as their justification for increasing humanities costs is that but it's, it's just ignoring that. It's ignoring the fact that there can be human life that exists outside the domain of money. And, you know, you can, you can do some things to help people uh, exist outside of money. Like, you know, develop a, institute a more generous social welfare system. Um have some sort of universal, universal basic income, um, 
you know, don't let people like Jeff Bezos do what they do. Or, you know, don't let privatization occur at such a wide scale. Um, There are a number of things that a government can do. Um, But, you know, the government, and this is where we move into the third point, um, which is what can you do? And I guess really the role of the individual in in a democracy is confusing because under neoliberalism, we are sold the idea of being an individual and our suffering being the product of our individual shortcomings. Um, you know, the reason why you're suffering is because you're not competent enough to get a job. The reason why you're depressed is because you're not motivating yourself to do X, Y, Z. The reason why you didn't do well in your exam is, of, is because you made poor lifestyle decisions. You went out too many times. You, know, you drank too much alcohol. You know, while, and again, while there's an element of truth to that, it's, it is important to, be, to own up to your own actions and kind of take responsibility for what you do. Um, that's not, you know, a controversial claim unless you're a determinist or something. Um, but, oh no, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Um, individual responsibility. Oh yeah. What can the individual do in democracy, in a democracy? Yeah. So the individual is responsible for themselves, but the individual is also responsible for their community and their society. And really the individual is responsible for their footprint and their footprint is not something that they are generating themselves. Their footprint is the response of socialization, their their footprint is the outcome of socialization, biology, personal preference, all of these things. Um, And so that's why neoliberalism, that's one reason why we need to be very careful when thinking about what we do with the future, because it's not true that we are solely responsible for, it's that, that's not true at all. We, it's not true that we are solely responsible for the pain and suffering that may occur in our life. Um, there is such thing as a class system. There is such thing as racism. There is such thing as sexism. And in a democracy, you can vote, right? And, and you can, you can join organizations and you can volunteer and you can spend your time having conversations and you can spend your time writing to politicians and you can do all sorts of things. And at this point, I'm not sure which is the most effective. Some people, um, some people are anarchists and they are anti-state and they don't vote. Um, and I know a few people who are like that and I vote and I want to vote. Um, and this is, this isn't, I'm not going to, I mean, in Australia, voting is compulsory, although I don't know, what is it like a $75 fine for not voting? Um, um, yeah. So if, if you if you agree with me that 
if you are someone who has studied a humanities degree, or if you are someone who has benefited from this podcast, um, or you are someone who is interested in the way the world works, um, we can't accept defunding. We can't accept our government trying to silence people's capacity to do one of the most beautiful things ever, which is study ideas. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to go down some slippery slope argument, but, you know, read 1984 or something. Um, if you want an idea of what a society that has gone, has taken a an extremely draconian stance on outlawing and silencing creative expression and creative and critical thinking and engagement with the past and acknowledgement of the past. Um, and... Yeah. So I wish that when I was younger, I wasn't so afraid of the humanities because I was successfully sold the image of the humanities as being second or third or fourth to science, tech, engineering, maths in terms of employability and desirability. Um, and I'm very glad and I'm very grateful to have been able to place such value on the humanities in the past few years. And it is increasing, you know, the jury's out on whether increasing the costs of humanities degrees are is actually going to move people away from studying the humanities. Um, because presumably the response of the university is going to be, uh, well, there's going to be more money, right? A humanities degree is going to be more expensive. Um, and so I don't, I mean, I don't really know how funding works inside a university. I don't know what it means for a faculty or a discipline to have a, an expensive student base. I mean, like, you know, there are lots of shit teachers in science degrees and um, science degrees get... In fact, pretty most teachers in science degrees that I've had at Monash University and at Melbourne University are pretty bad teachers. Um, and, you know, it seems like there are many more... Uh, there are people in the humanities who are... It seems like they are, there are frequently better teachers, Um And I don't know if you can provide some kind of psychological, behavioral definition or explanation for that. Um, But yeah, I wonder, I wonder what it, what it would look like. And I I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't don't want to really entertain the idea because I don't want it to happen. And I hope it doesn't pass through the Senate. Um, And I hope if you're listening from overseas or watching from overseas, um, yeah, I hope this is or if you're listening from in Australia, I hope this has raised uh, a concern 
a feeling of concern in your body because we can't we can't accept the stifling of the humanities because among many other things it is responsible for every good thing that we have today um yeah thank you and if you're enjoying this podcast youtube stuff subscribe on whatever platform and think about patreon okay bye Spend my whole day okay Kinda like I travel down a one way There's no way to stop feeling okay It's not great, it's more like I'm great all day Whether I like it or not I'm not complaining, I'm just saying that I'm okay With being broken, telling my folks I got no pay And it's probably cause I spent it all on mo Way, but I didn't, I just told you that I did Because I thought that it was okay To lie, like why should I care If I'm not what you like, I'm more Rick and mortified, yeah, the more I say I'm okay The more I feel you feel okay Okay, yeah, you don't understand My vocab's okay, you know I don't play with my way Save my rosé for some other day When I don't feel okay I just drink OJ So I got ambition